what's up everybody today we have a lot to talk about including some very expected but unexpected mlb news we got week 12 in the nfl and we are gonna get right into it let's go What's up, spectators? Welcome back to another episode. Today, I'm here in Brooklyn, as always. My name is Julian. What's going on, BK? Not much, man. I hope everybody had a very happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. This is our post-Thanksgiving episode, so much love to everybody. Happy holidays. And yeah, other than that, man, I'm excited to get into this. Yeah. We, we got a lot, lot going on. Like you said, week 12. We got free agency starting to get cooking a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we wait on some more big news. Hopefully uh, that comes soon. Yeah, I and mean, yeah. there are some big, big names that are going to be uh, getting revealed soon. I mean, we still got Seager. We still got Correa. Uh, we still yeah. got Chris Taylor. Like, there's some there's some names out there. And uh, we'll yeah, get no into doubt. all that. But before we do that, the NFL did have Week 12. And I do want to talk about that. You know how we do it around here, guys. We do the classic winners and losers. NFL Week 12. Brick, who you got for me? Winner or loser? Uh, what you want me to start out with? Whichever you feel more comfortable with, brother. Uh, let's start out with the lovely, the lovely, lovely, lovely people from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, no. The Browns. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the Browns. The Browns stink. Um, they stink. <laughs> for, for lack of better words, and not even wanting to use better I words, stink. because they stink. Simple as that. Yeah. They, every, the last couple years, they come in and we expect them to live out our fantasy dreams of Cleveland finally unwriting the wrongs that whatever they did in the past life of pro football, they wanted to write them wrong and it doesn't happen. They're, they're hobbled last night against the Ravens. You just see Baker walking off the field, hobbled, needing his cane, and all that. And, I mean, shout out to Baker, though. Shout out hey, he's to Baker. A he's a warrior. He's a warrior. He grinds it out. Shout out to Baker. Mean but he's, he's just, he hasn't been healthy. And no. they just keep on throwing him out there. He's not doing much because the team around him just can't get it going. Whether it's the fancy not being the answer to lead this team. Just, they they seem on paper that they're going to have firepower on the offensive end, stop people on the defensive end. They go get Jadavion Clowney, but everything just doesn't work out, man. And yeah, I, I don't see the rest of the year going well for Cleveland at all. So I mean, you said, you said last week, you don't see him winning another game. And here's, a big, I did. Here's a big part of it. I they did. can't seem to get their offense and their defense on the same page at all this year. No. They've had games where they score 40 and give up 45. And then to this week, they score 10, but they only give up 16. They had four picks against, uh, what's his name? Lamar Jackson. Lamar oh Jackson. God. They had four picks against him. <laughs> this is the first game in NFL history that a quarterback has thrown four picks and won. The first game ever. That's the thing. and They're going to play the Ravens again coming out of their bye week. Yeah. So that was your game to win. Yeah. Right. And you don't do it. So now... The Ravens are going to come back, and Lamar's not going to throw four picks, no. and now you guys are going to get stomped no. in the second game. And yeah. no, I, I'm right there with what, you. That's, that's a that's a good loser. Uh, Browns 
it looked like you guys had a really good chance at a, a nice little Super Bowl window, and bit by bit, crumble by crumble, it's going down. And now you got uh, Kareem Hunt's dad kind of getting into it, kind of like Odell's, but he said he won't do the, the videos. But uh, Kareem <laughs> Hunt's dad, like, putting out social media stuff saying, hey, man, like, clearly Baker's hurt. He's hobbling. The coaches aren't making good decisions. This oh, I, Don't brand me as Odell's dad, but he wasn't fully wrong, is essentially what he said. And Yeah. You know. um, I got a loser for you. It's every okay, single one me. of us. Every <laughs> single one of us that are watching football this year is a loser, especially if you like big-name players. Everybody oh. is getting hurt. Christian McCaffrey's been hurt a majority of this season. I think every quarterback in the Which, league. Which, uh, speaking of McCaffrey, he's now out for the season for another ankle injury. Yeah, so, so he's out for the year after missing a majority of the beginning of the season. Uh, Debo Samuel's going to be out for a couple weeks. He had a groin issue. Uh, Dalvin Cook's going to be out a couple weeks. Again, he had a, a shoulder issue. Then you got all the quarterbacks that have been hurt. Russ missed his first start of his career, and Rodgers missed some time. Uh, Dak's actually been healthy, believe it or not, so that's kind of cool. Shout out to Dak. Shout out to that. I mean, he missed one game, but like, he's been healthy for the most part. Uh, but even still, missing one game. Uh, we've heard that Matthew Stafford has been hurt and fighting a back injury for a majority of the season. Um, yep. Slant God, uh, what's his name? Michael Thomas has been out all year and most of the last season too. Slant God, yes sir, you heard it first. Um, a lot of injuries, like a lot of injuries, and it is that time of the year. I think T.J. Watt just got put on the IR. Uh, a lot of people got on COVID. I know Patrick Peterson just went on COVID after just getting off the IR. It's been rough, man. It's been rough. And then, obviously, the 49ers. We can't forget that the 49ers get hurt 19 million times a season, especially if you're a running back over there. Dear Lord. Yeah, you're not wrong. So if you guys like watching star players and like fantasy football and what teams not on the IR – uh, that's tough. Julio Jones is out. Derrick Henry's out. AJ Brown's out. That's all on the same team. Like, come on. It, it's crazy, come man. It's crazy. So we're losers. Cause we don't get to like watch the guys we like to play, man. Derrick Henry's we fun. Christian McCaffrey's fun. Why is football gotta be so violent? Come on. You know, <laughs> who who's to say? Who's to possibly say? Cool. So that's my loser for the week. I think that's a pretty good one. That's really for the year. But I think yeah. yeah in, injuries, they're, they're tough, man, especially this year. This year. It, it's it's been, been a roller coaster. And has, and not one that, like, they it has ups and downs. It's just been a straight climb to the top. And then you get to the top. That's where they, they get you nice and ready. And that's just been straight down. Straight down. Straight down. Yeah. So. It's been rough. Um, I got a winner for you, though. Okay. I got a winner for you. Okay. And it's a it's a pretty interesting winner. <laughs> the Denver Broncos, nice. man. Yeah. The Denver Broncos did it exactly how they knew they had to, right? This is a team they were really good a couple years ago, obviously with Peyton. Uh he retires, yeah. they have to rebuild. They trade Von Miller. The Rams have won zero games since acquiring Von Miller. No, they won one. They're, they're one in like four, I think. <laughs> they won one game since getting Von Miller. Did he play in that game? No. He no. didn't play in their win. They, they haven't won a game since getting them. So, they trade Von Miller. They get some pretty good stuff back for him. 
and then they have, they've made so many good draft picks, especially on the defensive end. Patrick Sertan has two interceptions and a pick six off Justin Herbert this week. That defense is absolutely no joke. They hold the Chargers to 13 points. I know the Chargers offense has been up and down all year, but they hold them to 13 points. They're tied with the Chargers in that division. They are now 6-5. and five. They don't have a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater's been hurt kind of on and off all year. They've been trying mm-hmm. to piece together some offense because Melvin Gordon is kind of good, but is he? And they kind of have some weapons on the outside. Jerry Judy's been out all year. Uh, oh. So it's been Cortland oh. Sutton, really. Once Jerry J- Judy's back and Cortland Sutton's there, they got two legitimate wide receivers next year or the year after, whenever they decide to get a quarterback, whether it's trade, however they do it. This is a legitimate Super Bowl team. Legitimate. Deadass. Like, if if they get a quarterback, this team will be – if they get a okay. top yeah, I, 12 quarterback next year, this is my Super Bowl favorite coming into next year. I like them that much. Really? I like them that much. I really, really do. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they've made a couple of nice statement wins this year. Yeah. So that <laughs> – got to hang your hat on that. So, shout out. I mean, be dope to see. Yeah. Not mad at it. That, that's that's my winner for the week, and they've just kind of been pieced. They've been figuring it out. They like they look good. They look really good. You know who else looks good? Oh, don't say it. Don't don't you know don't, don't don't say don't say that cold place out northeast. You know who else looks good? And I'm not talking about the one of one in the big city with the other two teams that ain't good. I'm talking about hey, they both the won clam- this week. They did, they did. Shout, Shout out, out to New York. Shout out to New York. Shout out. I'm talking about the Clam Chowders, the New England Patriots. Yeah, man. They look good. They look good. They beat the Titans, which Titans are Titans the way are the Titans bad have right been, now. Like not they're bad. In them being bad, but like they don't have a offensive player. Like they, but they just don't. They're on a six game win streak. They're on a six game win streak. They take down good amount. of... I forgot of, what the um, number was, but I I, I want to say it was one. It was thirty four or forty three. It was one hundred and thirty four points or one hundred and forty three points that they have outscored their opponents in their win streak. The Patriots have. Really? Yeah. So they're like. Okay. I mean, they they won this game thirty six thirteen. Like they're scoring, man. Yeah. Yeah. No. No doubt. But um, I mean their their defense is immaculate. Yeah. They're dope. Mac Jones is looking spicy in that Bill Belichick offense. Right. Everybody around him just it's typical Patriots. Like yeah. you just plug and play, do what you need to do, efficient. They make it happen and and you ride with it. Yeah. They ride with it. But I'm looking at their defensive <laughs> stats and they're um <laughs> Don't mind the cameo. <laughs> Uh, they're top five and top ten in a lot of stats, and mostly in the passing game. Yeah. So, shout out to that. But I mean, yeah, Matt Mac Jones is looking like a serious, serious contender for offensive uh, rookie, rookie of the year, yeah. and yeah, probably win it. Forget about just offensive. <laughs> yeah. So, and the the big thing with the Patriots that I've been talking about for a couple weeks now is this Buffalo Bills game. Yeah. To really solidify that they're like, yeah, that they're back. A top dog in the AFC East. Not and that they have anything to prove, but like, you know, are you back? Yes or no? We'll find out next Monday. 
That's find out next Monday. Next Monday. Prime time. Prime time, baby. Yeah, and uh, to piggyback off my winner, I think the Patriots are literally exactly what I said the Broncos are. Like, I think they're insanely well put together with a great scheme defense. And then the Patriots have maybe not a top twelve quarterback. I don't think Mac Jones is top twelve quarterback. Um, I don't think Mac Jones might ever be a top twelve quarterback, but he is at least playing the role of that right now. Mm-hmm. I feel it. No. Yeah. Patriots looking looking good. Are they are they the team to beat right now? In the whole league. Like are they the team that you're looking at right now? They're the ones. Is it them? It's um Yes or no question. Yes or no question. They're a as, winner. As of I'm right now. As of right now, I would say yes. A soft yes. Just because there is soft, yes. there is That's people soft. right right there. So, as of right now, this moment, yes. Okay, I'm going to say no. I still think it's the Bucks. They had a really impressive win this week um, without, like, Tom going crazy. So, Bucks being able to win a different way, pretty impressive. So, I don't think they are yet, but I think they're, like, getting there for sure. And yeah. uh, while we talk about Tom and a certain Lenny on their team, uh, we have an insider that might have a little bit of knowledge on that. Uh, you think we, we should let him, let him go real quick? Yeah, go go ahead. Open All up right, the gate. Gerard, let, come let talk him to in. us. What's up, spectators? It's your boy Gerard, and we're back again with another segment of Fantasy Corner. We're gonna dive in into all that happened for Week 12. A lot of injuries to cover, but I have some good news for some players that had some pretty slow starts this year. But let's go ahead and get started with our top performers of the week. QB one, so no surprise to me, Josh Allen. 260 yards, four total touchdowns for 28.7 fantasy points. The Bills killed the Saints on Thanksgiving, and it was it was a great Thanksgiving for me. Leonard Fournette, 131 total yards, four touchdowns for 44.1 fantasy points. Playoff Lenny had an appearance over there in Indianapolis, and it was good to see if he's on your team, but he was on my bench, so. Jalen Waddle. Nine receptions, 137 yards, and a touchdown for 28.7 fantasy points. This is what the Alabama wide receiver is capable of doing, and I'm glad he's starting to show that. Jack Doyle is your tight end one for the week. Six receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown for 20.1 fantasy points. So, a lot of injuries. I'm going to try to help you all out, see what we can do. Dalvin Cook owners, I'm sorry, but you know he gets hurt. You know that when you draft him. You need to have Andrew or Alexander Mattinson on your team. He's proved twice this year that he can lead the team if Dalvin Cook is hurt, and he's going to have to do that. We don't know how long his shoulder injury is going to keep him out for, but in that meantime, Alexander Mattinson on your team. CMC out for the year for the second year in a row. It sucks. Chuba Hubbard. This should be the pickup for him. However, they're on bye this week. And then when they come back, they got the Bucks twice. They got the Saints. And they got the Bills to play. So Carolina's um, chances of him blowing up aren't looking too high because those are all really good run defenses. But we'll see what happens with that. Dontrell Hilliard off the Tennessee Titans. He was on the practice squad. And now he's balling out. Had a 68-yard touchdown. So if you're still struggling from the Derrick Henry injury and you need someone to decide who to pick, I thought it was going to be Deontay Freeman, but it might be Hillard. Still kind of weighing that one out, but so far it looks like Hillard has the lead role for right now. Matt Breida, no one's hurt on the Bills, but Matt Breida, 
He's had three strong games since he's been activated onto the roster. Zach Moss has been delegated as healthy scratches. So I'm looking at Breida uh, as a good ad for that team. Tevin Coleman of the, the Jets. Michael Carter is still on IR for I think another week or two. But we were thinking it was going to be Ty Johnson to take over. But Tevin Coleman is who they draft, who they not drafted, who they signed in the offseason to bring them in. So they're looking to go to that route again. So I'm looking at Tevin Coleman. Still kind of shaky if you want to play him though. But if you're desperate, then go ahead and play him. Tony Pollard, Zeke might be rested this week against the Saints on Thursday Night Football. So with that being said, if that's the case, Tony Pollard has been balling out with Zeke there. So I can't even imagine how he's going to ball out without Zeke there. So if he's available, go ahead and get him. Jamal Williams of the Lions. The Lions suck, yes, but Swift might be out for a couple weeks with a shoulder injury. And if he is, pick up Williams. He's a good uh, receiving back. And he's going to have an increase of workload. So he's a good ad for that team. I still don't know what's up with Alvin Kamara. But Mark Ingram should be back this week for Thursday Night Football. If Alvin Kamara isn't, Alvin Kamara sprained his MCL in week nine. So I'm looking at Mark Ingram uh, to pick up for that. Westbrook Akine, uh, AJ Brown's on IR. All these IR players, dude, I promise you it sucks. But... Westbrook Akine of the Tennessee Titans looks like to be their only solid wide receiver at the moment. So if you need a wide receiver, I'm looking at him. But some positive signs for people who've had some slow starts this year. Brandon Ayuk looks to be balling right now. He had a 90-yard game, and he's looking very good over there for the 49ers. Devo's going to be out for a couple weeks um, with a groin injury. So Ayuk should have an uptake in receiving yards, receptions, targets, all of that. Darnell Mooney looks like he's the wide receiver one over there in Chicago now, and right now there's no debating that. So if he's still available, go ahead and get them. He's been balling out the past three, four weeks in a row. I like the way Mooney looks for the rest of the season. And Jarvis Landry had his second back-to-back -back good game. Yes, Baker Mayfield is still trash, but it's a good sign to see that Landry's starting to get into the flow of things, and they're starting to rely on him more. But that's it for Fantasy Corner this week. I'm your boy, Gerard. Check out Week 12. I think this is week 12, whatever week this is, check it out. We'll be back next week. I'll see you guys later. Gerard, thank you as always for the fantasy insight. And uh, shout out to uh, Brandon Ayuk turning around and uh, Mooney for actually finally making Chicago's offense not the worst thing on TV. So shout out to that. I appreciate you guys. And uh, guess what? It's, uh, it's baseball time. And if you guys Beep. know us. Beep, if you guys beep, know us, that's the Brinks truck. That's the Brinks truck getting backed in because people getting bank right now. Big bank. Uh, as of right now, and we just got some news that we're going to break to you, but as of right now, before that news, this was the most expensive MLB free agency of all time in terms of total money given in contracts that is guaranteed. It was pre previously two years ago. It was like nine hundred million dollars, nine hundred like fifty, and before this blockbuster deal that we got to tell you about, uh, it it is it was already at a billion, and we're well past that now. So, shout out to uh, to organizations that don't typically spend money. Uh, there is one that does typically spend money, and they got an absolute dog, future Hall of Famer, multi-time Cy Young award winner. Max Scherzer is headed to New York. 
He's going to Queens, baby. He's going to be the fourth best pitcher in New York. Yeah, fourth. Nestor Cortez is better. Don't sleep. Max shares it to the... <laughs> Max shares it to the Mets. Oh, boy, you better get up. Max shares it to the Mets for the highest yearly salary of all time. He's still asleep. $43 million, a little over $43 million, three-year deal. He has an opt-out after the second year. Absolute madness. How do you feel about this? Um, it's nuts. Shout out to the Mets. They're making moves. This is one of the best offseason movement we've seen from them. Like, they, they make moves every year. Yeah. A couple of nice names. Cool. But you go ahead. You get Mad Max. You go ahead. You get Mark Cana. Yeah. You go ahead. You get Eduardo Escobar. Yeah. You go ahead, you go get Starlin Marte. Yep. It's like, whoa. Yep. It's crazy. We doing something? Doing a lot. Talk to me nice. Doing a lot. And what, what you guys doing out there in Queens? And let me tell you, bro. If the Mets wind up being a super team, and this winds up being something that works out, and they go and win a World Series, everybody take your finger, point at that Steven Matz and his, his agent, it's their fault. They prodded the bear. They said we were going to sign. Didn't sign. They wound up going to St. Louis. Four-year, $44 million. Shout out to him. Go get that money, King. Uh, but you, you told Steve Cohen you were going to sign there. You made him mad. He said, oh, I don't get Steven Matz. I'm going to get Max Scherzer. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That That's wonderful, but I'm looking at my phone right now. We got breaking news on the spectators. What you got? We got breaking news. Got? One of the top free agents in the game right now, Corey Seager, going to the Texas Rangers. 10 years, $325 million. Breaking news right now. Okay, so how much you say? 10 years. $325 million. Corey Seager, Texas Rangers. And the, hold Where on, did the Rangers get the this subject, money from? While we're on the subject of the Texas Rangers, they went and got Marcus Simeon Best for, in for $175 for seven years. Best middle infield in the sport. Right? Shout out Texas. Dude, what a right, I know they say everything's big in Texas, but like where do they get this money from? I don't know. And they went and uh got John Gray too. And Cole Calhoun. Four years. They're almost at six hundred million dollars guaranteed between these guys. Where do they get That's this crazy. money from? I don't know. <laughs> like what? That is insane. That's actually an insane amount of money. Uh shout out to Corey Seeger. Uh he won't be a shortstop much longer. I think he probably got a year or two left over there. Uh, he might yep. not even play shortstop now. They might move Simi in the short. Right? They got them for for a lot of lot, a lot of, time. of years, a lot of money. They can do whatever they want with them. <laughs> do whatever you want. Um, I also don't think the Rangers are done. Is the crazy thing. I no. actually, I actually think they're gonna no. wind up getting Clayton Kershaw. I thought this before all this nonsense. Like, I thought the only guy the Rangers were going to get was Clayton Kershaw. Turns out they got John Gray, Corey Seager. Jeez, and Kershaw's a, 
Texas breed guy, yeah, right? Yeah, that, that's why. He, his family lives okay. up there. Like, I kind of figured that. See, and then if they were going to get a big-name middle infielder, I, first of all, Simeon was out of nowhere. I think that came out yesterday, and we were just like, Sammy? What? Yeah, I think everybody made... was kind of shocked about that. I wasn't ready for it. I think he saw the seven years and was like, yeah, got to do that. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, I don't think anybody else was offering him more than five projects. So, Semyon, and then Seager's like, wait, y'all got him? And Gray? How much you going to give me? Ten years? Say less. $32 million a year on average is absolutely insane. Uh... Their rebuild just got jump started. I'll tell you what, they got they got some young guys over there. They got a little bit of talent. I don't think they're going to be great next year. I don't think so. No. But will they I, win? I, Eighty games. I did, I disagree with the the not great take. I I do think they'll be they'll be good. I said they're not. I mean, you. Yeah. That's a different word, brother. They're not gonna they're not gonna win ninety five games next year. They are just not. They are missing too much in the in the relief category. Their starting pitchers aren't like solidified yet. Even with John Gray, he's not like an ace kind of guy. Dane Dunning's still getting his feet wet. Kershaw's on the back mm-hmm. end if they even do get him. Like this team still has some holes. Uh, yeah, not naturally. Adelise but... isn't going to replicate what he did last year. The outfield outside of him is terrible. Like they got to fix some stuff. But. 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 Uh, it's going to be fun, at least, and the AL West is just absolutely moving. There's another team out there that did something pretty big. I think that was today. Yeah, it was today. Uh, you want to tell them or you want me to tell them? I can let them know. Yeah, you can, you can go ahead and slide it in. Reigning Cy Young Award winner yep. Robbie Ray going to the yep. Mariners. Look at Seattle going out and making For a move. Seattle five was- years, $115 million. Dollars. Yeah, and this was a little bit of a kind of surprising move, but not because it happened after uh, Kevin Gosman actually signed a multi-year deal with the Toronto Blue Jays. So the Blue Jays get Gosman. For almost the same. Uh, yeah, about the same. For almost the same numbers, just five mil less. Yeah, about the same money, uh, which is kind of weird that the Blue Jays go after Gosman and not try and keep Ray. Like, that was kind of bizarre to me. Yeah, if that five mil was really what was going to hold was you guys good. back from signing your side young pitcher weird what are we doing here weird but But to each its own see what you want to do i actually think kevin gosman is going to be worse than robbie ray next year you can book that for me i think he's going to be worse than robbie ray next year so i think this is actually a mistake from the blue jays not a big one i think he's going to be good but i think he'll be worse feel me heard um but robbie ray going to the mariners mariners they have a lot of young talent julio rodriguez is coming up kelnick's there Taylor Trammell's out there. They got uh, Evan White on the forefront. He's coming up. Obviously, you still got Kyle Lewis. You got some guys. You got some guys, Mariners. You do, you do. Good. And even the Angels making some moves. Even the Angels yeah. making some moves. They went and got Michael Lorenzen the other day. He's going to be like a fringe starter type of guy. And then they also got Noah Syndergaard. Don't forget, like, when Syndergaard is healthy, he is one of the elite pitchers in this game. He has strikeout stuff. He's really electric. Thor is going to be healthy, and Thor is ready to help Mike Trout. They add uh, Aaron Loop to that, too. Yeah, and Aaron Loop had a fantastic year over at the Mets. So it looked like for mm-hmm. a second that the Angels were just going to be sweeping all the old Mets players. 
Which, if you're a Mets fan, you're like, oh, the Mets suck. Why would you do that? No, the Mets players don't suck. Like, <laughs> the Mets it suck. It was just whatever it was. Well, not anymore. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. You drink that City Field water and you just... It's City Field Kool-Aid, but that's not Kool-Aid. It was just normal water. It just tastes a little funky. <laughs> Is it colored, too? <laughs> you gotta close your eyes. They they blindfold you before you drink it and sign your contract oh, away. No, oh, no. You 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 come into the office. They got the contract laid out. They got the cup. It's like one of those stadium cups with, yeah, all, yeah, the with all the players on it. Yeah. They got a little top on it too. It's the you plastic one that you can't see through. It's the orange yeah. one. Yeah. And then you take a sip. They said sign and sip. You're like me. It's good. It's good. Give, go, go ahead. Give me, give me the pen. Now you're on the toilet. Right, right here. And, and the now playoffs. you're trapped. And now you're trapped. No, you're not trapped. Look <laughs> at Johan Assessmanis. That man just walked out. <laughs> he just walked. He just didn't show up. Uh, that's enough uh, Mets land. But they had a great week. Let's let, we'll let them be happy for a little bit. We'll see. The Mets are. Um, I did see they're trying to get Chris Bryant too, right? Where is he gonna play? Well, Michael Conforto is a free agent, and I've heard grumblings that Jeff McNeil actually might be on the trade block. So, I did, too. Interesting I stuff. I did, too. Uh, smaller move. Jacob Stalling goes to the uh, Marlins. I almost said Marlins. Marlins. Uh, after the Marlins actually re-signed Sandy Alcantara for a five-year, $55 million, $56 million deal, and they go and get Avisiel Garcia for five years, $56 million. So the Marlins, Mariners, and the Rangers – Known winning franchises went out and spent a lot of money this weekend. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I, I love to see it. I, I want to see bad teams try to be good. Well, the cool part about this, too, the Rangers and the Mariners have never won a World Series. So they're just yeah. like, hey, we have something that could potentially be something. Let's try and win a World Series. You're not going to win one by twiddling your thumbs. And thinking about the old days around, when you like, used to have Vita Blue and Catfish Hunter. Yeah, I'm looking at you, A's. The only American League West team to not sign anybody yet. Yeah, I'm looking Connor, at you. Connor, turn this off, Connor. Yeah, Connor, I'm turn this off. <laughs> because, dude, okay. Small rant. If I'm an A's fan, I am sick seeing the Rangers and the Mariners spend money. I'm sick. Right? Sick to my stomach. That's it. That's a small rant. I'm sick. Okay. I'm getting comfortable. I was giving you. I was giving you the floor. Oh, I was getting comfortable. Like, I would legitimately, <laughs> especially if they leave, like I would think about either not following baseball anymore, or finding a new team. Legitimately. Which, which we talked about it a while ago. There was actually a season ticket holder for the A's for about what twenty five years who was saying that it's it's coming to that point where she's just she's sick and tired of yeah, it. She's not going. That article says she's like, sick and anyway. tired of it. And it's like when you're doing stuff as an organization to let down your true, true diehard fans for any extended period over 10 years. You're doing something wrong. For, for literally having them think about not supporting you, not coming to your games, even potentially switching teams. Yeah. You have to reevaluate what you're doing over there. Too. It's not like this. Is, yeah, it's it's not like the Rays or, or no, it's not like the Kraken who are brand new and then they're not going to spend money. Yeah. it's like okay, well, duh. And speaking of the Rays and spending money, they I'll put you on another uh, platform for another rant. I'll, I'll set you up for this. Wander Franco, 
signed a 12-year to 123 million. Did, did I off top of yeah, my head? I think I get it's 183 right? fully guaranteed, and then the last like yeah. year or two aren't. There's like a team clause, I think. So um, they they lock down their their young star, yeah. and I give the floor to Julian. Uh, before I go into that, Corey Kluber also signs there. And um, I think today they signed uh, one of their lefty relievers. I can't remember his name. Uh, but they signed a couple guys, and they gave some good money. So shout out to and them. And they, they also let Michael Walka walk to the Red Sox. Yeah, that's bad. That's so, bad. But nice. they go get Corey Kluber, who, if he's healthy, could be really, really good on the Rays. It could be a Charlie Morton 2.0. It could just be a dude who doesn't pitch like a lot of Rays last year because they were really hurt last year. Um, my rant on Wander Franco. I'm kind of over it at this point. It happened early last week, and I was really mad. He, he's it over it because off camera, he's ranting yeah, about I, it like I was really seven times. Um, I'm really happy for Wander. He's an exceptional player. I think he's going to be fantastic in this league, and that's why I'm upset about this. He locks himself yeah. down for 12 years. He is 21 years old. He locks himself down until he is 33, making $18 million a year. When we just watched Corey Seager, who is a worse defensive, less speed, worse arm, and probably in two years going to be a worse hitter, signed for like $170 more million dollars for two less years. Now, granted, Corey Seager's proven. And that's part of this deal. Like, Wanda was like, hey, I've played 60 games, but I could be really good. Give me the money. But it just feels like the Rays, for the first time, decided to spend money because they knew they were taking advantage of a young kid who's never seen a lot of money in his life and an agent who wanted a piece of that pie. Did I leave anything out? Am I missing anything? No. No, and a prime example of uh, somebody that we – felt the same way about was ronald acuna yeah. for uh the braves yeah I, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head so i'm not gonna throw them out there but the years and the numbers it was just like why yeah. like i feel you get your money acuna but you was worth a little more. different because he had a small injury history which clearly is like more of a factor now despite them still winning world series without him but yeah he, he did have a, a somewhat of an injury history so it was like I get a little bit less, but Acuna and Albies got absolutely fleeced. If you guys know the numbers on that, let me know. But I they don't got so it. fleeced, yeah. and they're like locked. Up. I think Acuna has like eight more years on his deal, and he's yeah, and he's a top like, five player looking in baseball at it, now and last year, and he's like eight more years. It's like yeah, because looking at it at the time, it was just like why? It was weird. It was really weird. Like you're worth so much more than that. Yeah, and obviously and as you just an organization. You're happy about it. And as a fan, you're happy about it because your team has more flexibility. And maybe even as yeah. a player, you're like, hey, I'm taking less, and it's still a lot of money, which $18 million a year is an insane amount of money. But, like, at the same time, it's really cool to win and all, but if you don't, like, look at yourself first, and in Wander's case, there's not any no-trade clause, in six years, I Wander Franco will not be on the Rays in six years. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue with that. But play. as a young player taking more for your franchise to build, I, I don't like it. If you're no, an established if you're player. And you're like trying yeah, to if get you're the established, ring, you're in your, like, your third contract. Cool, take take less money because you got your money. You got your money. What's an extra like 15 mil 
coming from the guy who doesn't even have a mil. But what's an extra, like, 15 mil when <laughs> yeah, you're already you lot, in, bro. like, the 150, 200 mil range? Like, you feel me? I mean, here's the thing. I'm sitting here pocket-watching people, and I'm missing three drawers out of my... Out of <laughs> that my boy got the boneless dresser. Boneless dresser right now. So it, it's tough <laughs> for me to pocket-watch, but, like, come on, man. It, well, it's just, like, what I'm trying to get at is just, like, you don't have that that cushion of having... 150 to 200 mil just already racked up over the course of your, your career, whatever you're doing with it, if you're blowing through it, then you know what? Don't take that less than 15 yeah. to bring in a superstar. Don't do that. Yeah. Probably talk to somebody to invest your money. Well, you know who's a good example of this? And a, a prime example of this Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo was Mr. Cub Jr., right? Obviously, Ernie Banks is Mr. Cub, but he was Mr. Cub Jr. He was there for the, all the bad years. And then he was there. He built that team. He built that team. He took less money so that they could re-sign people. They can get Javi Baez under contract. They can go get Chapman. They can go get this guy. They can go get John Lester. Uh, Chris Bryant obviously needed to be paid. He took less money so that they could make that team work. They went and won a World Series. His contract expired this year. What did the Cubs do? Traded him. Yeah. So. And now he's kind of on the decline. He's not going to make that $22, $24 million a year that he might have made two years ago if he signed a five, six-year, seven-year deal. He's just not going to. Anthony yeah, Rizzo is going to be lucky to make $12 million next year. Unless somebody's yeah. like desperate for a ba- first baseman, which the Yankees might be, by the way. Uh, desperate to re-sign him for more than that. The, the Yankees are looking like they're going to be desperate for a lot, but the way this uh, offseason is going. Also, Leaving all the teams and players on the table. Speaking of this MLB offseason, there's something looming for tomorrow that we do have to touch on well, before we walk before out of here we, for this Before episode. we even touch on that, right? I actually got some news about that that I wanted to bring up. Uh, I got okay. an article in front of me that's saying some of the new things that they are uh, proposing in these CBA uh, discussions, right? Obviously, they're probably talking about um, universal DH, and they're talking about, like, substances that pitchers can use for control like obviously those are going to be involved but part of it is an expanded playoff we were talking about this a little bit yes or not yesterday actually earlier today uh their format would be 14 teams this is the proposed format seven from each league and then it's four more than currently play right the three division winners and then four wild card teams the team with the best record in each league gets a bye. The other teams all play each other in the first round. So seven teams each side. One overall gets a bye. The other six play each other as normal seeding matters go. Then you play the playoffs. I like this a little bit because there's no one-game wild card, right? Yeah. One-game wild card is brutal, man. It's brutal. Especially in baseball where it all really lies on who you got pitching. And it's like, yeah. And it, this would turn into a three-game wild card. So, wild and that's fine. Wild card. So that's like cool better. That. It's a normal series. Like there's stakes. Like if you win two in a row, cool. Like you deserved it more than yeah, just the one and done. So, I'm not mad at that. I'm not super mad at that. And then I believe the other proposal. I'm trying to find it here real quick. Is um a lottery-style draft which I don't know what that really does because tanking isn't super a thing in the MLB just because of, like, 
how draft picks work and like how long it takes for them to come up and all that. But the thing is, when you look at baseball, the number one overall pick is is usually making strides in the MLB. So, yeah. or at least like I, going to yeah. I I do feel that because we we say it all the time. Uh, what are you tanking for? You gotta wait however long. Yeah. Who who even knows your prospect? Just packing pretty much. But, I mean, it makes sense because, like I said, the number one pick is usually there. Yeah. And then one through ten, like, more often than not, you're probably going to see them in anywhere from five to ten years. Yeah. You're right. No, I, you're definitely right. Uh, it's just, like, less immediate than, uh, like, NBA, for example, or, like, NFL. But, but that's the thing with MLB tanking. Like, it takes a while for the rebuild, so you go ahead, you tank for that year, and but then by the time you're able to do a full rebuild on the pro side of it, that guy is probably a year or two are ready to come up. Yeah. Well, and, and, and just, look, at, look at the Rangers. Like, they're a great example of that. Like, they still have all their yeah. young guys down, um, but they're going to be ready in about a year or two or maybe three. And we thought, we've talked about it before, we thought the Rangers were going to be a decent team in three years anyway, like, without signing yeah. anybody. I thought they were going to be a yeah. decent team. So here no they doubt. are speeding that up. Um, a great example, too, is the Astros. Like, they were awful for a decade. Bad. They go get Correa. They got Altuve. They got Kyle Tucker. They got George Springer. They drafted all those guys. Jordan, they went and got. They did a really good job, too, with the international money. That's a really underrated factor in the MLB is, like, the international money. Like, I think Jason Dominguez is going to be one of the best players in the league in, like, three years four years whenever he's up and has like a year or two under his belt and that's international money so underrated part of organizations uh the astros did a great job so i'm not against a lottery it's just kind of interesting yeah i mean we've kind of seen in the nba it doesn't fully work and it's like really really negative towards those middle of the pack teams but I don't, yeah. I don't think that gets put through, truthfully. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I, I hope that playoff yeah. does, though. I'd be down with the playoff expansion. Yeah, and then um, they're talking about Universal DH as well. Yeah. And um, what we uh, hinted at, at before we got into the, the nitty-gritty of it all is tomorrow there is a MLB lockout looming if they do not come to an agreement by midnight for the by midnight for the new cba which expires yeah. so, so december 1st if they don't agree there there will be a lockout it could be a week it could be two it could be a year we don't know could it could go into the season who knows so so that's why a lot of these deals happened yesterday and today because people are trying to get their bag before we realize there's no season coming up and if max that's scherzer, the thing maybe some of these deals don't happen if, no 100 uh, i mean if max scherzer if we get locked out right and max scherzer didn't sign and we didn't play next year max scherzer would instead of making 43 million dollars this year would probably be making like 13 because it'll be a year off of pitching and he would be 38 years old yeah so it's kind of like the who knows if, uh, yeah like verlander yeah. right now if healthy and picked up where he was is objectively a better pitcher than max scherzer but since he was hurt for a year he's older he got $22 million versus 43 Crazy what that does, right? Yeah, so. no doubt. So uh, I think 
that's about everything. The last thing I want to touch on is Carlos Correa still hasn't signed. I'd be biased, still hasn't signed, which is kind of surprising. I thought he was going to sign before Corey Seager. Uh, Trevor Story. I think those are the big guys. And then obviously Clayton Kershaw. I don't think there's any like other really, really big name. Freddie Freeman, obviously, but I think he's staying. Anthony Rizzo, as I mentioned. Freddie Freeman, Kenley Jansen, uh, Kyle Seager. Yeah, so that's where we start to teeter off once you get to like Kershaw. Yeah. So. But but there there are some names. Yeah, there, all, there's definitely all the way names, down. just not so much of like the value that they once provided. But yeah. hey, who knows? What do I know? I'm just some dude. We're we're just spectators. Just spectators. We're just spectators, and you can spectate with us every week on Mondays and every day on our social medias at underscore the spectators on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Please give us a follow. We appreciate it. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube if you're watching it. If you're not, go ahead and head over there and hit us a, a subscription on wherever you're listening to this, on your podcast app. So, once again, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. And we're going to catch you next week. Yeah, guys. So, Late, peace. Later, everybody. Also, happy Hanukkah to all my, my homies out there. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Take it easy, guys. We will see you next week. Peace.